Welcome to the Eon Project with Mike and Jay. Recently, Mike and Jay conducted an interview with renowned psychic medium Nicole Lahousse. During a point in the program, an unknown and unexpected paranormal event took place. An interference from the other side, if you will. This event was neither apparent or noticeable during the recording of the interview and was only heard during post-production. Listen for yourselves and tell us what you think. Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, perched high atop the banks of the majestic Blackstone River. Greetings from the jewel of the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Hello. Hi. You know, a lot yeah. of people probably think that that, that intro is pre-recorded. It's not. No, we, we perform it live. It's, li- it's lively performed yep. every t- every show. Yep. You have a uh, you have a couple symbols on your nipples. I do, and uh, I have castanets. You do attached to my. He, uh, you shake around like a regions. Bulgarian uh, belly dancer. <laughs> no, but the, the speaking part is not pre-recorded. You do that live. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's uh, as it, as it's happening. Yeah. Yep. So last week we had a great show. We had a we had Joe the anthropologist on. We did Joe the alien anthropologist. The alien anthropologist who was a. You know, I, I have to admit, going into the show, I was a little bit skeptical, mm. um, because usually when people are, you know scientifically minded like yeah. that they, they t- tend to be boring he was not boring he's he not a, boring he's a good guest he was very knowledgeable very open-minded it was like a it was like a it was like a journey of knowledge and nonsense through a wormhole of pleasure is what it was like <laughs> that's a good one you need to write that one down yeah yeah that, that's a good one no it was cool you know i was uh, on my way over here this morning yep and i, and I wanted to tell you um i have i have well I've, I've had this idea for a while are you ready for it yeah i'm, I'm ready right, every once in a while i have a great business idea okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna open up a pizza restaurant not not like uh, not like Comet Ping Comet Pong. Pe- no. Ping Pong Pizza. So I'm gonna open a pizza restaurant. It's gonna be called the Rolling Pizza Stone Restaurant. What is that? How do you, what, what, what happens there? Well, the Rolling Pizza Stones Restaurant. Yep. Our motto will be: We won't leave your pizza burning. <laughs> oh oh, play on the Rolling uh, Stones. So you have to you have to know it. a little bit about rock and roll history. I see. Are you gonna work. do the Mick Jagger dance all around? I'm gonna do the finger points and the rooster. Oh, the Mick Jagger dance. That sounds good. You know, I've had a lot of. Uh, ideas uh product and business ideas over the years and because i'm not very uh ambitious smart or uh and i don't know how to follow through with them i've had them stolen right out from under me oh yeah yeah what um well i've had i've had a number of ideas well i I, see i don't want a real one of them yelling into the mic sorry i'm just excited (laughs) about this (laughs) one of them it's still a really good idea but i don't want to reveal it yet because that one has not been stolen oh but one that i did come up with many many moons ago before the age of modern technology uh, I thought of the idea of when you're at a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. Having them having a little computer system at the table that you can like a touchscreen computer that you can order from freely mm-hmm. and you can pay your bill from and all that stuff. You mean like they have at Chili's right now? You mean exactly like they have? Uh, <laughs> and but this was many years <laughs> ago. Uno has it too. Was, was even the thought of this? You I, know, I seem to remember a conversation that we had many years ago regarding right. this. Yeah, and I think I shot it down and I said, "Well, no, because people will just steal your credit card information." Right. You did say that. Yeah. And now look at what and happens. And now look look at what happens. Everything is plastic. Everything, nobody has, nobody uses cash anymore. Well, I like cash, but. Yeah, nobody uses it. But here's a strange, here's a strange uh, phenomenon, and I don't know if this happens in other parts of the country. This is like a two-fold problem. Oh. One of them is, some businesses don't take cash at all. No. And you go in there and you're like, oh, don't take cash. 
Well, actually, I haven't run across one that doesn't take cash. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the opposite. No, they don't take credit cards. They don't take cards. credit cards. No, That's you're right. wrong. Everybody takes cash. That's right. It's actually, uh, believe it or not, I, I believe it is against the law mm. to not accept cash. Oh, that, right, right. That, that is a law. I got confused for a second. And, yeah. and that, <laughs> but that goes right into my theory of uh, New England, especially. But, oh, yes. but mainly uh, Rhode Island in general would be bad, bad business practices. There's a bunch of mean people. Where there's people who... Uh, they're not nice to you when you come into their business. No, they're not. Which doesn't make sense because they're trying to make money. They seem agitated that you're there. So I went to a local hot dog establishment recently. <laughs> they have hot dog establishments? Uh, it's Yeah. It's it's like uh, they serve all these different kinds of hot dogs, and I'd never been there before. Mm-hmm. I drive by it numerous uh, times, and I thought oh, I had the, the kids with me, and they were hungry. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop here at this hot dog I'm gonna joint. I'm going to get some nitrate sticks. I'm going to get some uh, some nutritious and delicious animal parts yeah. in, a, in a cylindrical form. Mm-hmm. So we went in Tube there. Meat. We went in there. There was nobody in there, right? The oh. restaurant was open. I didn't see any employees, no customers. So, and then finally, there's no hostess at the hot dog. Finally, restaurant. a lady comes out of the back room and and doesn't even just kind of gives me a dirty look. Was she pulling her pants on at the time? And I tried to pay for hot dogs with a debit card. And she said, "Nope, only cash." <laughs> and was really mean about it. And it's it. your fault. <laughs> and I got out of there. Did they have a sign that said no cash? Uh, they might or no have. credit. I, no credit card. I, I didn't. I, they might have. I didn't notice it though. Well, you know, that, that, is, that is a fear of mine that you're going to get to the front of the line. They're going to be like, nope, we, we don't accept credit cards. Because who has cash these days? What's even worse than that is that your card gets denied, declined. Yeah. You're always nervous, like especially when it takes an extra long time for, your, for it to prove. And yeah. you sit there, you're like, oh. Yeah, that happens to me on occasion. Scary. You know, what I, you know what I've also noticed about the, today's world? <clears throat> What's that? Everything is handcrafted. Ooh. When you hear about the, uh, you, you know, the, the ads, everything is handcrafted. How do you handcraft, uh, like, coffee? Coffee or a, a, a cheeseburger. Exactly. Mm. You know, I get it that you put it together with hands, but yeah. what is not put together with hands? That's you know, true. Even robots are put together with hands. That's robots don't put together other robots because if they did, we'd be in a lot of trouble because they'd just be making robots left and right. Well, that's what's going to happen. Robots. Robots everywhere. There's going to be robots. There's, eventually, there will be robots. They'll be uh, kind of like the Terminator movie. A robot overlords. Yeah, they're going to take over the What would earth. they need us for? They wouldn't. They would need us for something. Uh, maybe. Because uh, maybe they, they can't create music. They can't be actor actors. No, who's that? Was that famous robot? That the Jeopardy robot that went on there was like beating. Yeah, but people. they can't. You know, actually, I don't think robots can can. Um, they can't create music, can they? Well, like like their own original compositions. Why not? Uh, well, well, they're it, robots. Well, it would be programmed. They can't create anything. Yeah, but somebody has to program. That's what, what, I, what I mean. I'm saying is, that eventually, artificial intelligence will take over. That's true. And we're all dead. Yep. Anyway, we have a great show today. Mm. We have a very special guest. We're going to get to in a moment, uh, and it's going to be a very enlight- enlightening show. It will. Um, we've been looking forward to this, having this guest on uh, for a while, and uh, we're going to be discussing some elements of esoteric knowledge, uh, crystals, Psych- psychic ability, psychic abilities, mm. uh, all sorts of stuff that we don't have. We don't have, no. And we're going to discuss. And we have it limited knowledge of with our guest, who we're, we're hoping to learn a lot from and, and hopefully uh, educate you as well. Absolutely. So before we get to that, yeah. So uh, you know what I bought recently? Actually, just just the other day, I ordered one. I haven't I haven't received it yet. I ordered it from the, the tremendous Amazon Prime. Oh, I love Amazon Prime. You get I it ordered, in two days. I ordered an electric shaver, like for your face for your or fa- for other. Well, parts? for it has multiple heads on it. Oh, so you can uh, you have to label them to make sure you don't cross uh, cross contaminate. That's right. That's right. There's a there's a shaving head. Uh-huh. There's a trimming head. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, uh, a smoothing head. This is a family show. There's Just all kinds of heads to it. Okay. But it was uh, it was on sale. It's gonna be here in two days. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, because I I hate the uh, I hate the razor. I hate razor shaving. 
You know, it hurts my face. Yep. I get the bumps. But you don't get the same shave with an electric razor. It's well, not the same. It, it's not, but uh, you don't have to worry about slicing your uh, jugular. It, you never get like a full shave. You always end up like that little uh, the little stubble like Carl Malden at the end of a long day. That's okay. You always look like that guy. Remember I like Carl that. Malden? I do remember Carl Malden. He, he was a very distinctive. He, did he do the American, uh, what was the commercial that he did? Uh, American Express Mer- commercials? American Express. Is that, is that the one he, is that what he did? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think he did. I think you're wrong. But anyway, do you prefer the uh, the shave gel or the cream itself? A gel. There's no cream. No, no, no. You got to do the cream. No, you can't have shaving cream. No, you got to have cream. You can't no. do the gel. The gel is hard to judge. No, you need gel. No, you put a little gel on your hand. You put a, but too much gel. You end up with too much gel, and then you have excess. Yeah, cre- but the uh, shaving cream, the cream inhibits the, the the smoothness of the shave. No, the razor is not able to gain traction enough to cut your face uh, to cut the hair off your face. No, and thusly, the cream is just too viscous. No, the cream is foamy. Nope, it's viscous. A little goes a long way. Uh, oh. And it's uh, you get the sensitive version. Agree to disagree. The so. aloe uh, menthol. I do enjoy aloe and menthol together. And then and I splash it. I splash it with a little club man at the end. <laughs> yeah, and, we uh, talked about the club man on a fresh on a previous show. You, you end oh. up smelling like an old man. Yeah, like you just came from, the, from barber, the barber from the barbershop. Yep. Well, enough ado about about that nonsense. You want to get into the guest? Let's get to the guest now. All right. Why don't you talk a little bit about her and we'll get her on. Well, okay. So we have a very special guest on our program today. Uh, and I'm going to read her bio because I want to sound like I like I know what I'm doing. Okay. That sounds good. Did you write this yourself? Or? I did not. Oh, okay. This is not from me. All right. All right. So Nicole LaHoos is the owner of Magic LLC since 2008. She's been interested in, the metaphysi- in metaphysics her whole life. She has bachelor's degrees in both biology and chemistry and a master's degree in metaphysics. Oh. She is a certified crystal therapist and quantum touch practitioner. And she is certified in various Reiki energy healing modalities. As a speaker at international conferences and workshops, her work has inspired people worldwide. Welcome, Nicole LaHousse. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, welcome. Uh, we appreciate you coming on the Eon Project. You know, we're always looking for new and interesting uh, guests here on the show, and, and obviously looking over your website, you're, you're definitely uh, unique in that aspect. So we look yeah. forward to uh, some of the knowledge that you have to share today. So basically, in, in the, the way that, that I w- wanted to start this, the interview today was, um, you know, Jay and I have been interested in researching and discussing various aspects of, of the paranormal and all things, you know, weird and esoteric for many, many years. And over the time, over that time, we've spoken to a lot of different people that are invo- involved in a lot of different aspects of, of it, if you wanted to classify it as a field. Um, but you're a little different. And, and the reason for that is because you, you have a lot of different areas that you are involved in. So you're kind of like a Renaissance woman of uh, of, of the of the metaphysical world. So, uh, how, and I guess the, the the easiest way to start is how did you become involved in in well how did you start realizing that you had uh, an interest in this kind of thing? Well, I've seen and heard and felt spirits all my life, and I've seen auras all my life. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a point in time where, aside from the whole like seeing spirits, but especially with the auras. Um, you know, I just thought everything was normal, and there was one day in church when, you know, I, I realized that the priest, who was always the same color to me, you know, he just never changed, that he was a different color, and I asked my mom, how come that Father so-and-so was green today instead of purple? <laughs> and <laughs> she looked at me, and she's, you know, kind of squats down a little bit and said, you see color around people? What are you talking about, right? <laughs> okay. So you, so to you, it was normal. It was something that you had always you had always had the ability to do it, uh, and you assumed that everybody else did as well. Exactly. Okay. 
So you're speaking, and, and this is, an, and, and I didn't touch on that earlier, but so auras, uh, which is very interesting, and, and to those who are not familiar with it, and we have, you know, we have listeners that are familiar with a lot of things related to uh, this type of thing, but we have some that are not. So could you briefly explain what an aura is? Sure. It's the electromagnetic field around you. It's a, it's a field of energy, and if you are sensitive to see it, it comes across as different colors, like a like a cloud around somebody. Okay. So are there, um, you know, the different colors represent different energy fields, and do they have different meanings to them? How do you interpret that? Absolutely. And uh, through seeing them... Throughout my lifetime, I, I was able to kind of figure out what certain things meant. Um, so, so I also see thought forms. So, you know, if somebody's thinking about something, I'll see this little, like, thought bubble around them Whoa. in certain areas. That could be dangerous to some people. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was always helpful in interviewing I, people. I bet it is. <laughs> That's something that I would love to have that. So... Uh, so this is something that you, you didn't work on this, it just happened to you, or, or is this something that you had to develop over time? Um, it was, it just, it pretty much just developed itself, because, you know, when you see something consistently with certain situations and, and things like that, um, and then also kind of feel at, at, at that empathic level, um, you know, you can... You just ask a couple of questions, and you get the confirmation. Hmm. So from doing that throughout my life, it was, you know, it became easier to, you know, when I see somebody, you can tell that something, you know, certain things are going on or something's wrong or something's okay. great. So you can tell, like, when you with friends of yours and family members, you can tell when something's bothering them more than more than just having an, an, uh, the ability to tell when somebody's mood is different. You have, there's, there's something physical that you can tune into. Yeah, sometimes there is, um, and my kids—they can't stand it because uh, <laughs> you know they can't lie to me. I was going to say you could probably get a—you could probably uh, have a very lucrative career as a human lie detector. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> so now, do you feel like, um, like, let's say you you are talking to with a relative or a friend or somebody passing in the street, and then uh, you know you see something or you see an aura or something that you feel like is a negative energy to this person, do you go out of your way to tell them or do you keep this stuff to yourself? How, do, how does that work? It depends on the situation because, you know, sometimes I see certain things that, you know, you don't really want to go out of your way to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, uh, for example, you know, when we're out somewhere all growing up, my, like with my kids, um, well, while my kids have been growing up, um, you know, some of them can see auras. So if I see something, I'll look at them to see if they see it. And if they, you know, haven't recognized it or don't know, I'll kind of point out, you know, something without really saying exactly what. Mm-hmm. And, you know, show them that this is the kind of person that you don't want to be around. Okay, so that's you know, that's that's, that's be very helpful to be able to steer your way clear of... of uh of negative people and not just negative people that might do you harm physically, but also people who just don't, you just don't want them in your life. Right. Hmm. Because, you know, yeah, there's even like around sexual predators and things like that. There's, hmm. there's a certain energy. Sure. Yeah. You know, I just, just, and this is probably an off the wall question, but having this ability, have you ever considered or have you um, ever worked with law enforcement or any type of, uh, uh, any type of investigations as far as, you know, having that ability would be something that a, a, a criminal investigator would love to have. 
you know, uh, I've worked with some um, ex-law enforcement that have had certain abilities um, in, you know, kind of mentoring me and helping me to develop certain aspects because I have seen uh, different types of visions, so not Mm. necessarily just the auras, but certain visions that uh, indicate, um, like, criminal activity, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't focus in on exactly, you know, what it meant, who mm-hmm. it was, is it now or is it in the future? So I have been working with somebody uh, in developing that aspect hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. So so I guess I have an even more important question. That is, have you ever been to Disney World? And, and, <laughs> and the reason I ask that is because you, you must, it must be like a sensory overload mm-hmm. to walk around Magic Kingdom and see all the happy, smiling faces and the energy that's, that's pouring, <laughs> pouring out around there. <laughs> Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that place because that place has a certain uh, memory for me. The last time that I was there, I was three years old. Oh. And um, I actually had my entire family, we were all looking at something uh, in these little windows of things, and I was looking at something and my family walked off. Oh, oh. And what happened at that point, I, when I turned around and I couldn't find them anywhere, and we were near... I don't know, I think it was some, near some kind of food court. But what I did was I stayed in the area and I made it look like I was with certain people because mm-hmm. I knew that they, eventually they'd come back. And so I remember just, you know, walking back and forth with just next to other families. And then there was a, there was an older man sitting on a bench just, you know, having a rest. And I sat down next to him at the bench and then my family had come around the corner, and huh. uh, there they were. I didn't, I didn't mean to drudge up terrible yeah, memories for yeah, you at Disney World. I'm sorry. Awesome. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, good job. <laughs> no, it's okay. It was, you know, it was good because uh, at three years old, I knew to stay in the same area. I knew right. certain things. I, I use that as an example for my kids, too. Right. So. Well, so... You had mentioned earlier, and you mentioned it in passing, and a lot of it's it's probably a unique situation for you and people who have the similar abilities as you. Um, and you you just mentioned stuff because it's something that's part of your everyday life. But to to those who don't have those abilities, it's an extraordinary thing. Uh, and you mentioned that you you can see spirits, and and you have been able to do that your whole life. Um, what type of uh, and and how did that? How did you first realize that 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 you were seeing people that that other people couldn't see? Uh, when I talked about the lady who died in my house. <laughs> okay. So, so somebody passed away in the home you were living in? Yeah. Okay. Um, how, how did, she, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. It, she, she kind of was like my friend there. I used to just talk to her. I used to actually was a weird kid and played in the attic. <laughs> and, uh, so she, there were several different spirits, but, you know, she was kind of a, like a spirit that I would talk to as as my friend, and used to creep out my sister. <laughs> I'm sure that it did. So you 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 don't just see them; you can communicate. Yes. Okay. So and and again, this is something that you you, you know you see it on TV and you, you hear about these things. But to those who don't have the ability, it's 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 very you know, it's extraordinary. Um, is there a time? Can you think of a time where you were um, where you you were contacting a spirit and it, and it scared you, or you just figured that this is not somebody that I should be conversing with? As far as contacting, well, I guess um, sometimes when when you start dabbling in, you know, actually 
to you. Um, you know, that can be maybe not scary. Well, it could be scary for some people, but it it's also it's very like oddly exciting. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what's going to happen. So it's scary and exciting at the same time. So yeah, I, I mean, just in developing abilities, sometimes that does happen, well, especially what? if you're not sure exactly how to do it properly. Well, one of my follow-up questions to that would have been was so in. in you know, contacting spirits and divination and things of that sort of has, has become uh, kind of a, you know, it, it, it's it's a mainstream thing at this point, and, and there's, you know, Parker Brothers sells a, a Ouija board. So um, what, what advice would you have for people who are um, thinking about getting involved in this or currently doing it? Is it? What would you tell them? To know what you're actually doing and being able to really protect yourself and, um, it's not something that you just pull out the game and start playing. You really should know how to protect and seal the place that you're in mm-hmm. to keep out any negative spirits and only be allowing um, positive spirits to communicate with you because when you get into the conjuring of, of the negative side of things, uh, lots of things can start happening. So I'm actually glad Mike brought up the Ouija board because I was, I was actually going to ask a question about that. So do you feel like it is a tool that you can use to harness uh, spirits and energy, or do you feel like it's just what they say it is and it's a novelty as far as uh, a board game is concerned? I think that it can be used. Um, I don't use it, and I don't necessarily recommend using it because uh, most people don't uh, feel what feel place that they're working in and, um, and only allow in the positive, and then they forget to, like, close at the end, mm-hmm. too. So when you're opening and you're, and you're not closing, you're kind of inviting things to stay there, and if you're not protecting, then you're bringing in, you know, whatever, and you have no idea you're opening Pandora's box. Literally. So, so when you say you see uh, see a spirit of a, of a person who's passed, what what it, could you describe a little bit exactly what is what it is that you're seeing? Do you see the actual physical form of a person? How do you differentiate between a, a living person and a spirit that comes through? That's a good question, um, and I think that it tends to be a little bit different pertaining to what the spirit is, how strong it is, and things like that. Because I have seen. Uh, full-on apparition, uh, looks pretty pretty solid like you and you and I if you were standing in front of me, and I've also seen just the, you know, felt the spirit there and, and seen the vision in my head um, and been able to just kind of communicate hmm. telepathically. So what do you think about, and I'm interested in your opinion, what do you think about these, uh, and especially in the last 10 years, 10, 10 12 years, it's, it's been... Uh, especially on television, there's been, you know, so many shows about ghosts and ghost hunters and paranormal this and so on. And and it's gone from basically people seeming that they're just looking for evidence of the paranormal to, to actively trying to um, conjure things, as you said, and uh, rile spirits up and, and kind of uh, agitate in order to get some sort of um, physical reaction. What do you think about all that? Uh, with, you know, just... Trying to be obnoxious and, and things like that, I think it's disrespectful. Right. And, you know, if something happens, then they've asked for it. <laughs> right. So, 
lot of hype on TV where things are exaggerated, sure. just like the movies. I mean, you can have something that uh, happens, and you know, a Hollywood movie is much more exciting than a documentary, right? right? Oh my God, I was going to say that, right. but you did, just did, so let's 
if you, any element. Yeah. So if you're doing, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but if, so if you're doing a, a reading for a person, the whoever it is that, on the other side that you're communicating with, it's not like like you just said, like Uncle Elmer is not sitting there in his rocking chair going, "Hey, tell Debbie that uh, you know I'm sorry for for leaving the uh, the pasta burning on the stove." You know what I mean? Like it kind of they kind of like just throw out bits and pieces of information yeah. that, and you put it out there and the other person has to interpret it. Is that how that works? Sometimes, yeah. So, it, and it depends on how much energy the spirit actually has and the connection between all the people, you know, here involved. Um, because really, you do sometimes get that. You know, I was sitting there doing an aura reading one day and I'm, I'm, somebody's you know, grandmother pops in and, you know, I'm explaining that she's actually in the picture, but you know, as I'm explaining that she's there, she's popping into my ear saying, you know, singing Baba Black Sheep. And I'm like, at first I hear Baba, Baba, and I'm like, what is this? What is this? And then I hear the song, and I look at the person and say, um, does Baba Black Sheep mean anything? And after I had said it was, you know, Grandma, she's like, oh my God, she's just singing that to me all the time. Um, so, you know, it's just, Sometimes they just spit out like this one thing right. so, to make sure that it's validated that they're there. So they're not, yeah, so they're not saying, well, I guess my question is, so do you find that uh, the contact that you're having is, is they're trying to get messages across, or is it more of a, just to say that they're there, like I'm here, that's the that thing. Okay. God and 
which actually was not. Right. So a, a follow-up to that would be, so you're, uh, you're a public person, you're, you're, you have a public uh, persona, and you know you, you, you make no secret of the fact that you, you, you involve yourself in this type of activity and, and you help people. Uh, do you ever get any type of negative feedback from religious people or anybody, you know, saying that, th that what you're doing is wrong? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> my, my family is very religious, and they don't really, um, they don't really agree with um, what I do. Mm -hmm. That's got to be tough. It's gotta be they tough. love me. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be tough to grow up in a, in a, in a religious household and, and have... Um, have not, not only this type of interest, but, but have this type of ability. I mean, and, and Jay and I have discussed in the show previously, you know, when we grew up, we grew up in very uh, Catholic families, and from a young age had a lot of interest in ghosts and the paranormal and, and things like that sort, and it was very much frowned upon, um, but we didn't, you know, uh, have the abilities that you do uh, and take it to the extreme where you're able to actually um, do all these things. It's got to be very tough to grow up in an environment like that. It was tough to kind of keeping things to myself because there was a time where I was like, all right, am I just nuts or what? <laughs> and then, I, you know, trying to trying to be able to talk to somebody, you don't want to tell people that you're hearing voices, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And seeing spirits because you don't know how somebody is going to take that. Um, so if you... It's an odd feeling. Yeah, so just, just to go back to uh, the, the spirits and, and things of that sort, things that you... Um, people that have passed that you see, do you feel like there are um, areas that in the environment that are more, uh, or particular places that you go that are more active than others? In other words, when you're at the grocery store shopping for uh, delicacies, as opposed to if you're walking through a cemetery, I, I know maybe it's a silly question, but are there places that are more active than others, or do you feel like uh, you're getting the same concentration of spirits no matter where you go? It's, it's probably like waves where, you know, you have some places that have definite more activity in a positive sense and in a negative sense, so it's more like the energetic factors. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, some people talk about ley lines and things like that where there can be a little bit more of an energy concentration, and that could be utilized by um, spirits or, you know, entities and things like that, too. So I guess, um, just, just to describe Mike and myself here, so we, we, we tend to think that we are, uh, I like to use the term skeptical believer, and what I mean is, I think there are, there are things out, outside of our uh, mainstream knowledge that we don't fully understand, that I subscribe to, but at the same time, you know, um, certain extraordinary claims, you know, need extraordinary proof, and I think one of the things that I found very interesting when, when reading your, your website, maybe you can uh, describe it a little bit more, but I have a little bit of a hard time wrapping my brain around it. If you could, maybe you can help me see the light, so to speak, if you will, is the, the I guess it's the transfiguration uh, description where you can, basically, a person's face can morph into somebody else during a reading or, or something like that. Could you describe that a little bit and kind of explain how that works um, and, and maybe give our audience a little bit of insight on that? Yeah, that's, um, I knew you were going to go <laughs> that when you were talking about, talking about that. Um, with the transfiguration, basically, it's, uh, it's, it's, in a, it's in a dark room um, so that you can really concentrate on, you know, just the face. And it's a physical form of mediumship in a sense where, you know, people can start to see things. Um, and... You want to have multiple people in the 
audience there, and what happens is, is the, the medium, that would be me, would sit there and allow uh, the spirit to manipulate the energy around me, mm -hmm. not through me, but around me, okay. and it will start to look like um, different things, different aspects of that particular spirit. So, you know, maybe Uncle Elmer used to uh, have a giant mustache and smoke a pipe, and mm. you might actually start to see that, or it looks like somebody's getting, you know, the, the medium is getting taller, shorter, fatter, skinnier, or, you know, eyes are open. I keep my eyes closed the entire time. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, ask that the, the audience, whenever somebody sees a change, that person is supposed to say what they see, and then everybody else in the room has to say if they see the same thing. Wow. And it becomes really cool because it's interactive, and the the people that are sitting there is like, okay, I see your eyes are opening, and then now they're closed. I see that too. I see that too. And mm. um, oh my God, you know when when they say you know say the the mustache and the and the and the plate, it looks like. It looks like she's got a mustache and a pipe now, and oh my God, it looks just like my Uncle Omer. So you see, you know, yeah, it's it's a very interactive. That's got to be frightening to people. I, 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 I have to imagine, especially if you don't, if you, especially if somebody goes into it, and and, and I know that just from my experience in this type of, of field is that um, to the people who are dead set against believing any of it, they very rarely get to see anything. Um, you you, you kind of have to be open to um, to the right. possibility first, but I mean even to people who have who go into it uh, thinking that they may see something or they're not sure, that's got to be a frightening experience. It could be. Um, you know, there was there was somebody that you know said, oh, you know, it, it, that was pretty neat. Um, it kind of creeped me out when you opened your eyes, though, <laughs> and that when I said, well, I never opened my eyes. <laughs> And then she, she kind of looked at me and was like, all right, that was really creepy then. <laughs> is that, is, because yeah. is, is that but a, it was exciting, too, at the same time. So it wasn't that she was, you know, scarred for life kind of thing, but she was like, oh, my God, just in awe. Is that physically demanding on you? It is because it takes a lot of energy. Um, so usually usually I try to keep a good a good day of, of rest afterwards because sure. sometimes it can be very taxing. So you talk also a little bit about something called um, ectoplasm, which in, in my research for the show, uh, for this interview actually, I looked, tried to do a little bit of research on that. And the only thing I could find was uh, in terms of any photographic or video evidence or some just really old-timey uh, black-and-white pictures in, in the picture of uh, Dr. Venkman in Ghostbusters when he got slimed. <laughs> so maybe you could explain a little bit about what that is and how that uh emanates uh, during this transfiguration um, session? Yeah, so um, in physical forms of mediumship like transfiguration or even table tipping, um, in table tipping or in transfiguration, the energy that's, that's being utilized is, it comes in the form of that ectoplasm. So it's almost, you can feel it. You can hmm. feel, it's almost like a spider webby or like, Slightly stickiness. Um, hmm. So it's, it's a physical. It's, it's, a, it's a physical manifestation of energy, basically. Yeah, 
something in between, kind of like, you know, liquid smoke. <laughs> oh, okay. So it almost it, it's like something in between two two elemental states. Like when you walk into a spider web and then you freak out thinking that there's a spider on you and it's actually not a spider, you just look like an idiot dancing around and get away from it. Yeah, that, that's a, I, I, yeah. Not that, that, like that's that. never happened to me. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It feels pretty webby, yes. <laughs> wow. Well, we're, um, we're, we're actually headed towards the end of the, the, the time that we have, I know. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, uh, just if, if somebody wanted to um, to get involved in this and, and, and figured out that they had some of the abilities that you described, uh, what, what advice would you have to somebody who wants to get uh, develop their abilities? I would tell them to, you know, really sit down and figure out what aspect they want to just develop sometimes that's hard to answer because you know you you know you you're, you want to try different things to figure that out sometimes but if you're going to take any classes and things like that just really look at you know who you're what classes that you're interested in who you're going to be taking them from um, you know what do they have as uh, testimonials or you know just like, like you, yeah, like you're going to hire a plumber, you want to make sure that they have good uh, good reviews. I mean, not that nothing that so is, but that's basically what it is. Is there a psychic medium Angie's list that somebody cool. can go to and find somebody? <laughs> <laughs> right. Hmm. Um, but even if they can just call that person, have a conversation, and see if there's synergy with working with somebody, too. I mean, that's, right. if, especially if you're going to do one-on-one sessions, you should know, um, you should have a consultation session first. That should be free. So I know, and I know that uh, in the discussion that we had leading up to the program, that you have uh, several events coming up, and I wanted to give you an opportunity. We have we have a worldwide listenership. Uh, we have people listening in Russia, Japan, Korea, Chile. Mm. Uh, I think we had sent one in Liechtenstein. Actually, I made that last one up, but we do have listeners all over the place, including the New England area. Uh, and that, like I said, I know you have a lot of events coming up. I want to give you an opportunity to. Uh, what, what do you got coming up? Uh, I have coming up, um, I've rolled out my personal empowerment program, which is the five pillars of success. So uh, I have several of those classes coming up that can be seen on my website. I do have a spoon bending video that is um, in the final stages of being created, so that will be available for purchase on my website. Um, I do have a really cool uh, thing coming out an event coming out in October on Friday the 13th at a Masonic Hall. um, That will be about the paranormal and um, a few other cool things will be happening that night. Well, that's an auspicious evening. That's a a very, uh, uh, the date Mm -hmm. is very unique. And uh, I I think on a previous show we talked about it. That's the uh, uh, unique tie with the the Freemasons. Absolutely, yes. And uh, I will kind of open up with some elements of why that is such an auspicious evening. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, Nicole, why don't you go ahead and give out your website if we haven't done that already, and, uh, and any other um, information uh, in terms of letting people get, be able to get a hold of you. Sure. Uh, my website is www.magicllc.com, and magic is spelled M-A-J-I-K, Yes, there's a, an events tab 
hey, Nicole, we want to say thank you very much for taking the time. I know that, uh, uh, and for the, we, we, you know, this is not live, but this is a Sunday morning, and we, we uh, pulled you out of bed to uh, to enlighten us with with the uh, with your experiences. We really want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, you guys. All right, thanks, Nicole. Maybe we'll bring you back again sometime. Appreciate it. All right, sounds good. We'll take care. Thank you. So that was, oh, we got a little, little feedback there. That was a, yeah, that was a little bit of feedback. Oh, that, that was psychic energy coming through the phone. You know what's funny? And, and, and Nicole was a great guest, and I really appreciate her coming on the program. Um, and as, what I said at the outset of the program is true. Most of the time when you talk to somebody who's involved in um, paranormal, metaphysics, whatever, they focus on one, mm-hmm. one area, maybe two. She's got, like, 18 things going on. Yeah. She's got, uh, and some of it she just mentioned in passing, like I said before, it's, 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 these are extraordinary things. Well, she's found her niche niche in life, that's for sure. Absolutely. And her calling. Um, and, you know, uh, and like I said, you know, it's some of these claims, they are sometimes hard to believe and hard to wrap your brain around. I guess maybe we could, Mike and I could even maybe get together with her in person at, at some well, point I, and do a little actual research on this and see if, see what we could come up with. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, just to give a background, uh, she, uh, Nicole, I've met her in person. She's actually a friend of... Uh, a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. uh, a very nice person, very genuine seeming, and, and, and having a reason to believe uh, that anything she said wasn't 100% accurate. Uh, but like you said, some of this stuff requires uh, proof to you. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that just listening to her talk about the transfiguration, I would like to see that. I think that would be something uh, incredibly you know, there was cool. A, I did find interesting, and there was a little bit of proof that she kept, she kept um, bringing my Uncle Elmer back. You know what, is there an Uncle Elmer? Because you, you, I do have an Uncle Elmer, and uh, <laughs> he's unbelievable, and I miss him greatly, and I'm yeah. hoping that I could follow up with her on that. Well, I don't know about that one. No. Anyway, well, we thank Nicole for coming on. Great interview. Uh, it's magic, M-A-J-I-K-L-L-C.com, yep. if you want to find out more about her. And um, what else we got going on today? Uh, well, I think we're, we're trying to keep the guests lined up. Yeah, uh, we've got another guest coming up. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be next week, but it's in the next coming weeks. Yep. Uh, a very... Uh, well, he's very uh, noteworthy here in the, in the New England area. He's written several books about uh, hauntings and things of that sort in the New England area. True. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a great guest. Here's a musical prodigy. As yeah, well. he's got he's got a lot of things. He's another uh, Renaissance man. Yep. And uh, like you said, we got we got some guests lined up. We've got some other shows coming. Uh, we're getting close to fall. Oh, yeah, the, the uh, spooky time and of year. Spooky time of year. And actually, uh, we're going to have shows. We're going to be discussing fear. Yep. We're going to be discussing uh, horror and things of that sort coming up in the future. Uh, you know what we didn't do today? What's that? We did not give out our our website or our email address. Well, you know... Uh, oh, oh, you want to mention the yes. great feedback that we got? Yes, that's right. I do. Uh, so, um, I was contacted via a Facebook message uh, recently. We have a new uh, loyal listener, and his name is Sebastian. And young Sebastian lives in Tennessee. Nice. And uh, he gave us some, uh, you know, some props uh, not too long ago on Facebook, so... We're actually uh, sending fat, uh, Sebastian out some uh, some swag, mm. some Eon Project swag here uh, shortly, and, or maybe actually it's already in the mail. Who knows? But no, it's also, not. It's not. No, no, oh, you didn't do it. You dropped the ball on that. Not yet. All right, I'll make sure. I'll make sure it gets out. We do have some Eon Project swag though. We do. We have some uh, fridge magnets. We got fridge magnets. Uh, we're working on some other things. T-shirts are coming. So if you want a free fridge fridge magnet, contact us at yeah. eonproject@yahoo.com, and we will get you one. And uh, tell us who you are, and we'll send you out a free fridge magnet. Well, you got to say something about us first. You can't just say that, hey, here's my address. Send me a free fridge magnet. Yeah, you got to say, hey, uh, I'm the listener of the show. Yep. Uh, Mike is way more handsome than Jay. Um, something along those lines. You know, and the fridge magnet is good because every morning you get up, you go in the fridge, you get your milk, you get your juice, and you're you're in there, you're cooking some eggs, get yeah. some yogurt maybe, perhaps. Yeah. There you go. Eon Project on the fridge. 
at yahoo.com, on Facebook, on Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter. You are. You do a good job. With Interact with me on, uh, on Twitter. It's Mike that's handling the Twitter thing. Vapid clicker. So when you find us at, at the Eon Projects is our Twitter handle. Yep. Um, I'm always interacting with people. Uh, Nick Pope, the famous, uh, he's on um, Ancient Aliens all he the is. time. Yeah. He's interacting with me a couple of times on uh, on Facebook. That's good to be He's the British UFO guy, right? Really nice dude, too. Yeah, yeah cool guy. So check us out. Yep. And uh, other than that, we will talk to you soon. Just remember, the truth exists. <laughs>